Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back, friends, to another week of the He Said, She Said podcast. Yeah, I really, I've missed you guys. I haven't done this in a couple of weeks, and it feels weird to have been out for so long. It is. It was it, it was weird. It was weird. But I really I was so floored, completely surprised by the podcast last week. Were you week. really surprised though? No, because I, you didn't really act all that surprised. I was like legitimately surprised, but but probably what you were noticing was a nervousness about like, oh no, what are the kids going to say <laughs> about me? <laughs> I know. I was actually myself a little nervous about what the boys were going to say last week, but they did a great job. Yeah. No, I was super surprised because we when we talked about it, like I wasn't going to record last week, um, you said, oh, I'll just do the next topic. And I thought, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll just join back in on the next one. So I was fully expecting. And so we're sitting at dinner and... It was Thursday night, and we're sitting at dinner, like, around the dinner table, and Josh is like, oh, let's listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, why? Why do we have to listen to the podcast She didn't want to listen to me. So so you were on uh, COVID quarantine last week, which is why you couldn't record, because- you couldn't make it into the studio. Because, I did not have COVID, but I was around someone um, about a week prior- to someone testing positive. Yeah. Um, they tested positive. And so just to be on the safe side, I just laid low at our house for, um, you know, for a good little bit. So I wasn't going to come in to record. And so when he said he was going to play it, I was like, we could listen to music. Like, we, we don't have to listen to the podcast. And then he was like, we have two special guests. When He turned it on anyways. And he was like, we have two special guests. And I was like, oh, did he pull in like a couple of the pastors this week? Like, are they doing like a men's like panel or something? A men's panel pre-Mother's Day, just pre- before Mother's Day. Yes, we're going to celebrate men. Hoorah. Is it hoorah thing? Oh, that's yeah, a Marine thing. That's a Marine thing. <laughs> we have. Can you tell that we live by a Marine base yes. and there are lots of Marines around here? A lot of marine friends we've had through the years. Anyways. So what was your favorite uh, aspect of the podcast last week? Um, Carter, for sure. That was just like the whole time saying. Food. Well, the, the way that mom encourages me is that she gives me food. And every answer <laughs> to your question was basically food. Basically. But that's Carter. <laughs> that's who he is. He, he is our foodie. Now, um, I just love that you guys did that for me. And then at, uh, on Mother's Day, he said, oh, I still got to run that. No, Saturday night. I still got to run out and get you a card. And I was like, you don't have to get me a card. Basically, you got me a whole podcast card. And so you don't need to go get me a card. It was really thoughtful. It was very sweet. We had a good Mother's Day, too. We I did. Thought. I thought it was I mean, was I'm not the wonderful. one to determine whether or not we had a good, good Mother's Day. I, honestly, I guess, but... this is probably one of my favorite Mother's Days ever. And I will tell you why. I know why. <clears throat> you know why? Yeah. And I said I said this to several of my girlfriends. Like every year we get in the car on Mother's Day and he says, "So, what do you want to eat?" And I'm like, <laughs> "You know, no, no, you don't get like <laughs> you get like livid. Like, why didn't you think about this before beforehand?" 
I don't think livid's the right word, but my mom and I are both the same way. We're like, we literally plan out the rest of our entire lives. Like we plan where where we're going to go. If we have to make a reservation, we plan that. If we have to, we're going on vacation, we plan all of it. I said, the best gift you could ever, ever give me is on Mother's Day and on my birthday to already say, you know what? I have a plan. I've got it covered. You don't need to plan a thing. So for me, like I always felt felt as though because it's your special day, both of those days, birthday, Mother's Day, because it's your special day and guys, maybe this will resonate with you, but that you should be able to pick the place. You should be able to pick the spot, but you didn't like picking the spot. You didn't no. want to have to think about it. You didn't want to, to pick the spot. All right, men. I'm speaking for all mothers everywhere. <laughs> We don't care. Is that true, though? Like I think so. I, mean, I want moms, I want you to let it, moms, ladies, whoever it is, let us know. Because I want to know whether you are an anomaly or... No, I <laughs> or don't think that I am. That is true across the board. Like, you want to be... You want to be told where to go on Mother's Day I'm or not, your birthday. I, I don't view it as you telling me where to go. You, This is the discussion that we've always had. Like, Mother's Day, and he says, what do you want? And I'll say, what? just pick a place. I don't care. you know. And he's like, well, everything's going to be really busy, so we're going to have to wait a long time. So maybe we should just like get some food and I can cook it. Well, I always thought that like, and cooking I'm like, for you would make uh, it extra special. No, because then you just like destroy the kitchen <laughs> and it takes all day. Like it usually we'll take, grill, yeah, you have to warm up the grill, you have to prepare all the food, you have to cook it all, then we have to eat it, then you have to clean up the kitchen. It just like is a thing. And so that's what usually ends up happening. And you're like, well, I just didn't know what you wanted. And I'm like, you should have made a reservation. Well, I just didn't know what you wanted. Like you have known me for most of my life. You know I will eat pretty much anything. Like just pick a place, but make I think, a reservation. So last I just year, don't care. last year was especially uh, terrible. Tension, I don't know if you remember tension filled last year because first of all it was COVID. Oh yeah. So we were quarantined as was everybody else. So the only option last year we you couldn't go out to eat. It was like you had to do takeout. Right. And so. I don't even remember what happened. You wanted, you said, I know where we'll take out from. We'll take out from Metro Diner. Yeah, because, and they didn't have. Because you asked on that morning, where do you want to take, <laughs> what do you want, where do you want to get food from? And, and, you and my mom waffles. and I decided we wanted Metro Diner. Yes. And chicken and waffles specifically. Chicken and waffles specifically from Metro Diner. They've got this a spicy syrup but this amazing strawberry butter. I crave it like every day of my life. <laughs> and... um. Are you okay? Yeah, I just had a, a little cough thing going on. I don't know what that was. COVID but it, people. No, COVID. no, no. It's not. Don't. So Anyways. they didn't have the chicken and waffles, though. They were sold out. Remember? No, it was like a special menu. And they no, no, no. They were sold out chicken. of the chicken and waffles. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, they were sold out. And you it had was to like, early in the day, But listen, too. you had to make uh, like an order like days before. Yeah. Like they were pretty much out of everything. Which I think they had a special me. menu, though. They did. They did, but that wasn't on it. You could have still ordered it, though. Yeah. So anyways, that was... And, and so then the rest of it was like a, a nightmare. A I mean, catastrophe. It like, yeah, it was, it was really bad. It's because we didn't plan ahead. But I think that's, that's what... The key. Like, so last year, then after that catastrophe happened and you... Uh, you let me know that that was a catastrophe. Yes, I did. 
<laughs> you, I think, already could sense um, that it was mess. But I think that then you communicated to me, this is what I want. Exactly. Yep. And I think ladies and Danielle. Yes. That's just what we need. Okay. As so guys. I, uh, just I'm just going to finish exactly my little diatribe. Okay, go for it. From all mothers <clears throat> everywhere, men, you make a reservation. Think about where your wife likes to eat and just make a reservation like a few weeks ahead of time because those go fast. And do not ask her, what do you want today on Mother's Day as you get in the car to drive away from so, church? But I need you to- They want you to plan it. I need you to tell everyone what he happened this year. was amazing. And I will tell you, it was the best Mother's Day to date because this is the first time he's done this. And so he didn't tell me. He told the kids where we were going, and he didn't tell me. So I was very surprised, and I love surprises. Your mom found out from one of the kids. Yeah. And almost. And, and one of the kids told me on the way by accident. <laughs> and then he was like, to the Carter said it. And then he said to Brayden, why didn't you stop me? <laughs> but he ended up taking me and the whole family to Firebirds, which is a steakhouse here in town and it is delicious the kids had not been there and we just had a really great meal and then I said to mom I just feel like you and I let's just go shopping for a little bit so we went to um I'm cheap I can't help it it's like I can't I love it I can't go shopping I'm not a shopper (laughs) I can't go shopping unless it is like on the clearance rack or it's from a secondhand store like half of what I own is either from the clearance rack or the secondhand store. I think we're both, it's kind of like a a weird thing. In most marriages, I think there's usually a spender and a saver. I think in our case, we've just over over time become cheap because I'm the same way. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you remember, but when we went uh, shirt, dress shirt shopping, not you only ago. went to the clearance section. I went straight to the clearance section at Kohl's and I wouldn't buy a dress shirt that was more than $10. And you were like, it's a dress shirt. Just buy it. You you spend a little bit of money on it. But the but I you get... legitimately wear it all the time. <laughs> but you can, I don't know what this coughing is. Today. I'm drinking a Coke and it's kind of tickling my throat. So anyways. That <laughs> was uh, weirdo. But you can get really nice dress shirts at Kohl's yeah, but from the clearance even rack on for the cle- five bucks. Yeah, but there were some on the clearance rack for 10 bucks that were like really nice too. But they're not five. But they were on the clearance rack still. Well, they, and they were really nice. They're still the same amount whether oh, they're on the clearance Jiminy rack or Cricket. not. They're still not $5. Anyways, so we ended up, I we went to a few stores and I was like, can we just go to this uh, clothes mentor? People have been telling me about clothes mentor. Can we just go there? Because it's like, um, uh, it's, what, are, what do they call it? I don't know. Uh, I don't shop. <laughs> consignment. It's consignment. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word for one second. It's like a consignment store, just ladies clothes. And it's, it's pretty nice. Usually when I'm like commenting on someone's outfit on a Sunday, I love, you know, your outfit, what you're wearing. They're, they're always like, I got it from clothes mentor. So I said, let's go there. <laughs> I ended up with a few blouses, a pair of pants. It was good. And then I that came home. That was Mother's Day. And we spent the afternoon and evening together watching, like, comedy stuff on Netflix, just yeah. cracking up, yeah, living our best lives. It was pretty, it was it a was really pretty great relaxed day. day, but it was good. We had it a good day. Good. So uh, School's um, ending. 
school is almost over and I will be glad when school is over. You will? Yes. Why? Because it means that there's no more studying and homework and like, you know how it is, parents. <laughs> Basically, you're still in school when your kids are in school. Like, you probably are more excited about summer than our boys are. I'm probably just as excited about summer as them. Yeah. Because some of that homework that they have, I don't even understand. And I have to try to help them do it and pretend like I understand it. Yeah. Josh is, because he's the grace guy, he's better at homework and projects over time it does not mean i like it though no but over time you have become the homework project guy because i'm like i will quiz you but did you study you have to study before i quiz you and they're like quizzing me is studying i'm like no you have to know the answers before i quiz you and they don't like that so they go to dad because dad will just be like the answer is I don't give them the answer. <laughs> I mean, make it sound like I. No, I I'm saying like if they don't know it, if they don't know it. No, I'm talking about studying. Oh, oh when you quiz them, if they don't know it, you just tell them what it is. Although if, sometimes I. For me, I'm like, if you don't know do it, you better go answer. back and study again. <laughs> they don't like it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Yeah, so summer's coming up. Vacations are Yay, coming up. Vacation. We actually we had our our big Disney vacation. Um, a few, well, I guess it's been like a month ago now, which it is crazy. It was in March. Um, We're already in May. Yeah, so a month and a half. But so we don't have like a big vacation plan for nope. this summer. But I do want to hear where you guys vacation. So we've got a little conversation going on over on Facebook right now at the He Said, She Said podcast page on Facebook. Um, so I want to hear where you guys vacation because we... We've been to, you know, several spots, but I'm always interested in trying a new place. Yeah. Someone mentioned, like, what was it? Jekyll, Jekyll Island, Island, Georgia? Georgia. Which I've never been to I've before. never I heard of it. I think that was uh, Becca Stover, maybe, that mentioned that. But it was, I've never heard of it. Me neither. I'm intrigued. So what has been your favorite vacation spot Apart from Disney. Disney is like a whole nother level. Your favorite vacation spot that we've been to. Are you, You're asking me. I'm asking you. I mean, that was obvious because you said that we've been to. Yeah, but like who, who? I made up my mind that I was going to say to you, you're asking me before you actually finish your sentence. And then I didn't need to say it, but I still said it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, what are you talking about right now? Uh, my favorite vacation spot. Probably... It's tough because, you know, like there's things that we've done in the past that I look back on. I'm like, that was a lot of fun. And I really enjoy the memories of that spot. But then I look back on the not so distant past and I think I can remember that better. And that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to just Are go you with Gatlinburg. You're getting old and your memory is getting a little bit fuzzy. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I'm going to go with Gatlinburg, probably Gatlinburg or Myrtle Beach. Because I like there to be things, I like for there to be things to do outside of just the the reason that you're going. So like Gatlinburg, when you say Gatlinburg, I think most people's mind, at least mine does, goes to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And so you go there because of the beauty of the mountains and maybe some hiking and, and things like that. But there's Which we tons, did not do any of that. We didn't. There's tons <laughs> of other stuff to do there. Myrtle Beach, you go because, well, because of the beach. But there's tons of other stuff to do there. So I don't know, probably Gatlinburg. I think that was a really long answer. That to was say a Gatlinburg. super long Sorry. answer. I think that my my family vacation spot has mostly to do with the beauty of the area, 
And I just have, I'm such a sucker for like (laughs) the beautiful aqua blue crystal clear water that we saw in Miami. We did, we went down to Fort Lauderdale and you know what? We had a blast. It was a long time ago, but we had a blast with some of our really close friends. They brought their kids. We brought our kids. So uh, a whole bunch of us went and we just had so much fun being together, laughed a lot, ate a lot of good food, but that water, I mean, that just gets me every time. It's like a postcard. Unfortunately, the only thing that I can really recall really really well about that trip well there's two things number one the cuban sandwich that we ate in that food court food court which apparently our friend just told us is no longer there oh he Uh, just told us he went back that was amazing it was really good we ate it like four times while we were there um (laughs) just lying we did we went twice okay i doubled it um (laughs) i remember that and the other thing that i just remember about that trip was the terrible terrible drive that it was you didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was great. But it was miserable. It was a it was a great trip. You know what I remember? The Cuban from the food court, which you would think is so weird, but we tried a lot of Cubans, and yeah, the best one did. was at the mall food court, random. But the other one was our anniversary dinner. That was a lot of fun. I do remember that. We as ate well. at that this like really cool Italian upscale place. Italian in a little gar- like a garden with like the lights strung everywhere, and it was just romantic. And I ate key lime pie for the first time in my life, and that pie was amazing. It was it was very good. Anyways, it was a memorable pie. We have our fifteenth anniversary coming up. We do very soon, and we have how many plans? Zero. Zero. And you know what? I was talking to a friend this week. And I said, we'll probably ignore it, just like we ended up ignoring Valentine's Day this year. You make me sound year. so terrible. <laughs> well, what, what We didn't be- ignore Valentine's Day. We had reservations at a very nice restaurant for Valentine's Day. Are you going to tell me and where it was? And it snowed, and we didn't get to go. Where, where was the place? It was Fahrenheit. Oh, you made reservations at Fahrenheit? Yeah. Nice. We've been to Valentine's Day at Fahrenheit before. It's really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we just skipped it over completely. We were like, oh, we'll just do it another time. And then we legit never did. It's just life happens, you know. So what happens to us in the summertime is ministry takes off, takes over all of our days. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets busy for sure. It gets really busy. And you know what? We've got, what, two months in there before school's supposed to start. And we pack a lot of stuff in there. We have Awaken Youth Conference uh, coming up in yeah, June. Yeah, which, by the way, let me plug that real quick. If that's Go okay. ahead. Awaken Youth Conference coming up in June. I think it's June uh, 19th. I believe um, so. This year. And um, this year's a little bit different format. It's just a one-day format. Um, but if you are nearby, if you're in, like, say, Virginia, or you're within, you know, four or five hours driving distance of the Washington, D.C. area, you ought to consider um, coming, bringing your young people from your church, or maybe just passing along the information to your, uh, your the, the youth pastor at your church. Letusawake.com is the website where you can check out more information. But it'll be a really um, super fun day event for your teenagers. And enriching, I think. Who yeah. are the speakers this year? So this year we have Brian Sams. 
Jones, um, who is the pastor of River City Baptist Church down in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, great speaker. No, let me take that back. Brian Sams is not going to be with us this year. Uh, he oh. was our speaker for our Veritas Baptist oh, College that's graduation. Right. That's right. Which we also had this past week. Incredible. Veritas Baptist College, uh, college at, at which I teach um, kind of on an adjunct faculty basis. Um, had our graduation this past week. 55 graduates, our largest graduating class ever. Yeah, it's um, really growing. Yeah, it was amazing. Brian did a great job. And he'll be actually back with us for our high school graduation um, next week. Anyways. We love Brian Sams. Um, Brian Sams <laughs> is not going to be with us, unfortunately, at Awaken this year. He usually is one of our speakers. But this year we have um, Dean Miller, who pastors the Front Range Baptist Church uh, out in Colorado. Um, and so he'll be with us for the day. And then also Kenny Baldwin, who pastors Crossroads Baptist Church up in uh, Bailey's Crossroads, Virginia. Um, so those two guys will be with us. Pastor Skelly will be speaking as well. It'll be a great day. That'll so be awesome. That's going to be an awesome event. Yeah. But that happens in June. Yep. And then we have, um, we're going to camp, camp yeah. to the wilds uh, <clears throat> in July. And the next week we have Vacation Bible School with, who's coming? Oh, the, the Merrills. The Merrills, the Merrills are coming, team, yeah. hosting Vacation Bible School. We also have three summer birthdays and our anniversary. Yeah, it's a, we, we, we pack a lot into the Yeah, summer. we have to fit all of that into two months. Yeah. So when we're like, oh, let's breathe a sigh of relief, school is over. It's really like, let's hit the ground running. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a different kind of busy. It is. It's it, a different it, kind it's of busy. Really, it's really, we always have a great summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but thinking about ministry taking off and our schedules, it's like, goes perfectly. This is what you say every week. We do it this every like, week. goes Perfect perfectly into, into what, yeah. we, we honestly don't do this on purpose. We really don't know what we're doing, but it always happens to work out okay. Because this week we are talking about priorities. Yeah, I think like, you know, we, we talked about ministry taking off and life getting busy, but the reality is that that's everybody's life. Right. You know, everybody, lead, we all today in today's day and age lead a busy life. Um, that was obvious yesterday with the gas crisis, uh, and people oh, lining yeah. up at the gas pumps to try and get gas. Um, everybody wants to make sure their tanks are full so they can continue their busy lives, even if the gas goes away for a little while. Uh, but anyways, we all lead these incredibly busy lives. And here we're, we're in the, in the middle of this series. I don't hope for when you want to call it quits. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about was really prioritizing our life. Because if we're not careful in our in our family life and our marriage life, um, we can become so busy with things, other things that we kind of put our families and specifically our spouses on the back burner, and um, our marriages and families suffer because of it. Right. It's easy. It's easy to let that happen because we are busy and life just kind of. I feel like sometimes I'm just getting swept away. And I'm just going with the t with the tide, and and I can't slow it, and I can't stop it, and I think that that is a, probably a lie. I probably could make different choices, um, and I could do better, do a better job with my prioritizing in my life. Um, but it it feels like so hectic and busy sometimes that it's easy. It's easy to neglect your spouse that's like the easiest thing to do because of course they love you 
they're going to be there for you. Like they're grown, especially when you have kids, you know, it's like, I've got to take care of these people. You can take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, I've got right, four right. little boys to take care of and, uh, you, you're grown. So like you can, you can handle yourself. So it's a really easy thing to do. Yeah. I, I think that often what happens to our, to, to us is that we let life happen rather than making life happen right. does that make sense yeah, so rather than being intentional right. about our time we kind of just go with the flow yeah instead of making a plan and being purposeful we kind of just say, oh yeah this is the, oh yeah here's the next thing and oh. i'm i'm really bad at this like i don't i honestly like i like having a plan but i don't like making a plan so I am just the type of person that I'm a very go with the flow type of person. Right. And, and I'm I, a very like. And you're very regimented. Like it, it was evident this week as you're like planning out all these events for the summer. Right. And as you're planning out all these events for the summer and putting dates on the calendar, I'm kind of getting like, ugh, that means I can't just decide to go and do something on that date because now we have something that we have to do on that date. Well, but it, that's my way of thinking. And probably the better way of thinking is the way uh, that, that you do it and. Well, I feel like if we're not intentional about the things that we plan, then other things will always take that place. Maybe things that aren't so important or things that, you know, we, we could do another time or we just end up wasting the time, which is not necessarily bad. Sometimes you need rest. Um, you probably, I mean, God says every week you need rest. So like we obviously, it's kind of important. We, we obviously do need rest, but I don't want to get to the end of the summer and say, oh man, we meant to do this. We meant to do that. Oh, we just ran out of time when really, if we had just planned at the beginning, we would have had plenty of time mm. to do the things that, um, we, we want to do with, especially I'm, I'm speaking about specifically our singles ministry, our young adults are, um, the ministry that we're heavily involved in right now and they're coming back from college and so I wanted to make sure that that we made a place um, for the things on the calendar so that yeah. we made sure that that happened but I think it not just in ministry and but also in our life, we need to be intentional about making time for the things that are important. Yeah, and, and really that comes down to prioritizing our life. So, you know, speaking in order of priority, in order of importance of priority in, in our life, what's the most important priority? What's the number one priority in our life? Well, obviously, it's God. I mean, Matthew 22 is very specific about the commandments, you know, you should love God and you should love people. That's the second. Yeah. Um, and so obviously the most important thing to prioritize in your life is your relationship with God. And I think that when that happens, it makes it easier for the other things to fall into place. Yeah, I think even of Matthew 6, 33, you know, Jesus speaks and he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So then, you know, what are the things that he's talking about? Well, in the verse before, he says, Don't think about what you're—take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? Don't worry about all those things because God's going to take care of them. And so God, if if we seek God first and he's our number one priority, then we can receive God's blessings. And what often happens instead is that we have misplaced priorities in our life that cause us to miss out on the blessings that God wants for us. And so like I think of a verse like Romans chapter 12, 
verses one and two, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, you know, that this is, this is a priority that needs to be taking place in my life. I need to be, uh, I, I need to be on purpose, intentionally, uh, following and seeking after God to be transformed, to become more like him on a daily basis. And that ought to be a priority in my life. Right. And I think that that looks like, um, just taking time for him every single day. And, and that's hard to do honestly, because there's always a reason why you're too busy. And I, I, I remember thinking about, oh, in college, I need to get up early. I need to spend time with the Lord. It's going to be a lot easier when I'm out of college and I'm in grad school and I'm married or a lot easier when I'm a stay at home mom. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't get easier. But that's the thought. It's always a lot easier, right? It's always, it's going to be easier when I'm older and my kids right. are, are grown and I don't have to take care of it. It's going to be easier when they can get themselves dressed. It's going to be easier. And so we always make these excuses. Right. That, and so right now, maybe I'm not doing such a great job, but in the future, it'll be better when really you just need to be the word intentional. You just need to be intentional with your time and realizing that, hey, this is a priority in my life and my relationship with God can't take second place to my relationship with anybody else or any other activity. Like you make time for what's important to you and you have to make time for God. Yeah. And, and so I guess here's what we want to accomplish through this conversation. You know, I, I want, we want you to think as we're talking through these things, like what are the priorities in your life right now? And I would challenge us to do the same. What are the priorities in our life right now? Because what what happens is as we do life, we get swept away by the current. As you were talking about earlier, Danielle, we get swept away by this current of life and our priorities, maybe not even intentionally, but they get mixed up. And so then our spouse begins to feel that, our relationship with God begins to feel that, our children begin to feel that, and now all of these misplaced priorities that I haven't intentionally said, you know what, I'm not going to church anymore, or I'm not serving God anymore, or I'm not going to dedicate time to my spouse anymore, or I'm not going to give attention to my kids anymore. Now these misplaced priorities are a, a part of my life and they lead to these feelings of like disillusionment in my spouse or disillusionment in my kids because I'm more focused on this thing, whatever it might be. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's, you know, I, I don't know, whatever it is, but you're more focused on this thing than you are on this important relationship. Right. And I, I wrote a few notes when I was thinking about this topic, like what, what exactly happens when we do have misplaced priorities? And, and I thought of a few things. One, you obviously neglect the relationships of the people in your life. You neglect your relationships and you alienate people. Um, you're, you're so busy doing whatever you're doing. I mean, it could be a hobby. It could be a good thing. It could be ministry. Um, it could be just that I need me time. You know, I need time for myself, which we're not saying that that's bad. We're not saying you don't. But when that takes the place of, of the time that you should be spending with your family, if you're not spending family time or you're not spending time with your husband because of your me time, then that's a problem. Um, you should try to to make time for the important people in your life. Yeah. Um, and, okay. and I think that you exhaust yourselves, essentially, you exhaust yourself on things that you shouldn't exhaust yourself. So then you're so tired and you don't have time for other people. 
And I feel like it makes your family feel and it makes your spouse feel eventually like they don't know you yeah, because they don't spend time with you. So a, a husband who, who just works a lot um, and doesn't spend time with his family. I mean, eventually the, the kids are going to feel like we just don't know our dad. Um, they're going to feel like you're not there for them. It, it, I, I think about it with my children, but I also am in the context of a marriage thinking about it with my spouse. Like your spouse feels like they don't know you. Your spouse feels like you're not there for them. They might feel like you don't love them because you don't spend time with me. They might feel like we don't even have a relationship. And of course, if your spouse is feeling like they don't know you, like you're not there for them, like you don't love them, like our relationship is gone. Yeah, they're going to feel like at a breaking point, they're going to feel like I'm just not important. Just forget it. Um, I, I know that this might not seem like a huge deal in the grand scope of things. This is not adultery. This is not like a secret gambling problem. This is, but this is huge because this is what's going to drive the wedge between you and your spouse. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, misplaced priorities cause, cause the heart to wonder. Right. So like what you're, what you're digging into right now, where someone, you know, whether that's a husband or a wife or a mom or a dad who is focusing on something besides God, something else over their family is going to cause the heart of that child to wander. Right. It's going to cause them to seek acceptance and love from something else. It's going to cause the heart of that spouse to wander. They're going to find somebody else, something else in whom or in what to find their acceptance and to find to find that that love that they're they're desperately wanting from their spouse, but they're not getting it because their spouse is so consumed by the job or you know, his sports team or her her shopping or you whatever it might be. Whatever it is that has become a priority in our life. And I think you made a good point, Danielle, that a, a, a misplaced priority can be a good thing. Like we all have to have jobs and we all hopefully are driven people that want to succeed in our jobs. And so we want to spend time doing what we've been called to do, whatever that is. Right. And true. The Bible is very specific about being a hard worker. I mean, you can see that in Proverbs 6, it talks about the ant and how he's a hard worker and we should take a lesson from the ant. We're not saying that you shouldn't be a hard worker. You shouldn't provide for your family. But I think that that could taken to an extreme be a problem. Yeah. And I think that I know that we have a, a lot of people that listen to the podcast who are in ministry in some way, involved in ministry. And, you know, ministry is a great thing. And I think we need to be careful, those of us that are in ministry, not to uh, mistake our ministry for God. Does that make sense? Do you mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if we're not careful, we allow our ministries to become elevated to the place that they are God in our life, not in the sense that we worship them, but in the sense that we prioritize them even above our families. And right. you know, so let's talk about what the proper priorities. So, so let me, I will come back to that in thought, just a second. And then we'll come back to um, that. Somebody told me at the very beginning or very early on, I don't even remember who it was. It might've been in college. I don't know where I heard this, but they said, if you lose your family, you, you lose your ministry. And it's so true. You know, those of us that are in ministry, if, you, if, if we lose our family, our family is our number one ministry. 
And so never, never, never will my ministry as a pastor or my ministry at my church be more important to me than my ministry to my family is. My family is my number one ministry. And so your question, to, to your question, what are proper priorities? I would prioritize my life in this way, that God is number one. He is, he always will be, he always has to be. We already talked about that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When Jesus was asked by the Pharisees, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? So God is our number one priority. The second priority I think that we see throughout scripture is our family. First Timothy chapter three. Go ahead. Did you want to say something? I was thinking specifically of your spouse. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was going to break it down. Okay. But, but yes, absolutely. The second priority would be, would be your family. And I would subset that and say, number one would be your spouse. The command in Genesis 2 to Adam and Eve was to leave father and mother and to cleave unto their spouse. Or that was the, the command that was set forth for, for marriage. Uh, we see it again in Ephesians 5 when God, we've, we've talked about that on this podcast before, where God gives such an emphasis to that relationship. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. And so it's very clear to me all throughout scripture that our, our spouses are to, to be our number two priority in our, in our life right behind God. And I think, too, that, I mean, this this principle is very clear in Scripture. Um, but I think that also you can see what happens to children when, when a marriage falls apart. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, Christ obviously is the foundation of a marriage, but then you you two have each other. Yeah. And when your children see you love each other, they have a sense of security mom and dad love each other but when mom and dad are you know at odds or separate they lose that sense of security and there's not really anything that you can replace that sense of of security with all of a sudden everything they knew to be true is not and their whole lives are shaken and you know torn apart and um wow i i think about I think about that and how it affects children and, and just think about God's wisdom. Like God knows that that's, that's where your priority needs to be. Yeah. And, and so to your point there, specifically to your spouse first above, even above your children, because that's who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Okay, so one day your kids are going to grow up and they're going to move on. They're going to move out of your house possibly move away. They are going to have their own families and now they're going to be working on these priorities in their family. And if I'm not prioritizing the time that I have with my spouse and the the way that I love my spouse, then I'm not setting a good example for them and their futures. Right. Um, but But it's so like, it's so easy. It's so easy to get these priorities out of whack because if we say God and then our spouse and then our children, I mean, it is so easy to get those mixed up. Yeah, but I, w- I think that's why there there has to be a constant, like we, we have to be intentional about constantly checking up on ourselves. Right. Because at any given time, we could find these misplaced. Sure. And, and not even intentionally done. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm done. Yeah, you keep trying to say something, and I keep (laughs) you keep jumping in. Interrupting. I was. But I was just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, 
you know okay. what? I'm, I'm gonna, done. I'm, I'm going to kick I'm really you. Done. If I could reach you, I would kick you right now. <laughs> I was looking on, when I was doing a little bit of research for this, um, uh, focus on the family's website. And they said that according to some statistics, uh, they analyzed 90 studies involving 31,000 married people. The drop in marital satisfaction after the baby's, the first baby's birth is 42% larger among the current generation of parents than their predecessors. Satisfaction dips even lower with each successive child. Um, they also suggest that one-third to one-half of new parent couples experience as much marital distress as couples already in therapy for marital difficulties. That's a lot of numbers. I know. But basically what it's saying is, man, children can mess things up if you let it. <laughs> Which is so, I mean, I can totally see why. You know, you come home with your first little baby and y'all don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And you're sleep deprived. And, and it went from just being the two of you living your best lives. And, you know, just the, the most difficult thing you had to do was figure out what was for dinner for the two of you and where you wanted to eat at a restaurant to now you have a kid. Yeah. And you've got to take care of him. And he needs your constant attention. And it's not like babysitting. It's like 24-7. And it changes your life in a way that you don't expect. You can't prepare someone. You can't convey that to new parents before they have the child exactly what it's going to be like. And yeah, of course, it's going to cause some stress on your marriage. And with each successive child, I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean, your, your baby needs you. Right. You know, your kids need you. And it's easy as a mom to be like, you know, I got to take care of them. They need me. You can do things on your own. You're grown. But but these kids need me, and I, I have to make them a priority. And I'll make my marriage a priority when my kids are grown and gone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of times you'll see married couples who have been together 20 years, but as soon as they're empty nesters, right, right. they go their separate ways because they don't know each other anymore. Yeah, You know, mom was so focused on the kids that, you know, they lead separate lives. Yeah. And so another one of the things that I had actually written down was misplaced priorities makes life messy. And that's what you're talking about right now is that, you know, e even when you think about like uh, the, the last thing that I said about misplaced priorities leading to disillusionment, you know, if I'm not spending enough time with my family, if I'm focusing on my ministry or my job or my hobby or even my phone nowadays more than I'm focused on my kids or my spouse, then certainly it can lead to messy lives where now I find myself with this teenager who I don't even know and who doesn't even know me because I was so focused on other priorities in my life while they were getting to the point they're at now. And I look and I've got a mess on my hands and I don't know how to clean it up. Because I've been so, my priorities have been so out of whack yeah. for so long. And so that's why I was saying a few minutes ago that I think it's important for us to have a constant checkup. And so I, I think this is kind of a, a, a good a good spot for us to just pause and say, what is what are my priorities right now? Like, honestly speaking, what are my priorities right now? Can I honestly say that God is number one? Can I honestly say that that my spouse is number two? that my kids are right there with, you know, number three, if you want to 
number them out. Um, where are my priorities? What am I? And really, you can find your priorities by the things you spend your money on. You can find your priorities by the things you spend, obviously, your time on. You can find your priorities by the people you spend your time with, right. the longings of your heart, all of those You need things. to ask yourself, what is my motivation for doing what I do? I think that you can identify your priorities there, too. Like, why am I spending my money on this? Like, why is this important to mm -hmm. me? You have to examine yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then I, I think what we need to understand, so priority number one, God. God's always priority number one, always will be, always should be. Priority number two should be our family. Spouse first, children, children second. But we've, we've got to focus on our families. If we lose our families, we lose our ministries. We lose the, the ministry that God has given to us. So that's priority number two. And then I would say this, priority number three for me, um, biblically speaking, I believe should be your, your church, the way that you worship, where you worship. It should be that ministry life. And all of us are called to ministry, whether you're in full-time vocational ministry or not, all of us as Christians have been called to ministry. And so if you know Christ as your savior, um, then, then you, you've been called to ministry. So Hebrews 10, we've been encouraged not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And so a church should be a priority in our lives. Right. Um, we, we are, like you said, called to ministry. And we're not saying don't do ministry. We're saying make time for the things that are important in the proper order. So, yes, make time for ministry, but don't let it overtake your life. Don't allow ministry to cause you to neglect what Josh has I think fittingly said is your pri priority is your first ministry and that is to your family. But he's right. I mean, think about um, someone in ministry, specifically in full-time ministry here that loses their family. Well, they can't be in full-time ministry anymore. It, it is so vitally important <laughs> that we do make our family's priority over ministry, but not to the neglect of ministry. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's an important caveat to make. You know, we're not we're not neglecting ministry. It's be it's still a priority in our lives. Church our churches are still a priority in our lives. The ministering to other people, I think of um, Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 10, it says this, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. But then Paul says especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And so obviously there's a priority here that Paul is placing upon ministry, doing good to all men. That's that's ministry. Um, doing good to all men, especially those that are of the household of faith, especially those that are a part of the body of Jesus Christ, whether that's in your local church or in a more universal sense, the the the, the body of Jesus Christ as believers. Um, and so I think understanding that you know, God is priority one, family is priority two, and then church and ministry, that's priority three. And then trying to keep those in their proper order. That's the challenge. How do we keep those in their proper order? I think what we'll find is that when we are prioritized correctly, God's blessing can come upon our, our, our life that I can find God's blessing because God wants to bless those who are following his will for their life. God wants to bless those that are that are serving him. But I think another thing that we find is that that proper priorities can strengthen my family's bond. Mm. Like you think about when, this, have there been times where 
we've been misprioritized in our marriage. Oh, for sure. Because it is so difficult, so difficult to balance. Um, and I think that we're co- there's a constant tug in any direction and that tension. And, and I, I think that creating this balance is difficult and it can and it can just be a little bit off kilter sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there have been seasons where um, we have been, you know, misprioritizing things i'm I'm sure i have misprioritized things when the kids were really little especially they needed me they needed me to change their diapers and they needed all of these things from me to the neglect of yeah no we do not have time for date night you know like we don't have time for that because then i've got to take care of these kids or seasons when ministries just 100%, 100% 100%, 100% of the time Yeah, that and, you feel like you can't catch a breath. And I would say this to those of us that are in full-time vocational ministry. I know I'm talking a lot about ministry today, but that's our life. Um, so, but I would say this, there, there are going to be seasons. And I, I shared on the Facebook page not too long ago, uh, um, an episode of Carrie Schmidt's in the gospel podcast. If you didn't get a chance to go and listen to that, it's a, it's a, uh, an episode that's similar to this, honestly, about, you know, priorities in ministry, um, not the same, but it's similar, but his guest on that podcast made an excellent point, And that is this, that, in ministry, we are going to have seasons that are busier than others. So his example on the podcast was Easter and Christmas seasons. And I, I think what we have to understand as as ministry families is that those seasons are are going to be very busy. Mm. And and but we have to we have to take time after those seasons. And this would be true for those of you in the corporate wor- world as well. You know, you are going to have seasons in your job that are busier than others. So, you know, I'm just going to throw something out there. If you're in the amusement park industry, the summer months are going to be busier than the other months of the year, most likely, because that's the that's the big influx of travel. What a fun industry to be in. Right. <laughs> uh, but that's the big influx of travel. And so if you're in that industry, you understand that those three months over the summer are super busy. You're going, going, going. And then maybe you can breathe after that. But right. um, I, I think that in, an understanding of that is important. I would say this, that personally, for me, I've always tried to be very intentional about making sure that my family comes before my ministry. And I've tried to be very public and open about that, um, even with our with with my responsibilities here at our church, and even with our church throughout the years. Um, that so that the expectations aren't that my ministry would ever become before before my family, because I'm not willing to let that happen. But I would say there have been times in ministry, especially in the early years, where I misplaced those priorities. Hmm. Um, now, some of that was because I was young and I was like gung ho and I'm going to do everything. And, had and lots so, of energy. Yeah, I had lots of energy. We <laughs> didn't have as many kids at the time. But even then, if we're not careful, we get burnt out. And and burnout causes me to begin to ignore my spouse, begin to ignore my children, begin to ignore my other responsibilities. And so I would say this to ministry leaders, to those of us that are leaders of ministry, um, let's be careful that we don't overload those with whom we're working and we cause them to burn out and we make it so that they have to misplace their priorities. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Right. If you if you overload someone with too many responsibilities, I mean, they've got to find that time somewhere. And we need to ask ourselves as ministry leaders, 
if we are putting too much on one person and spreading those responsibilities where we can. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from the ministry leader. Ministry soapbox. Okay. So anyways, proper priorities bring, bring, brings God's blessing. It also strengthens a family's bond. So when I, when I have the time, when I dedicate the time to spend with my family, it, it really strengthens our, our bond. Yeah. If you ask our kids, like their favorite thing ever, it's always going to be vacation. Yeah. Why? Because we're all together. They remember it's that experience. That. It's the time that we're spending. We're together. spending time together, and we create this kind of bond over these experiences that we have. It draws us closer to one another. Yeah. So, so that it strengthens our family's bonds. But then I would say this: proper priorities keep us rooted and grounded um, in our faith and in our family. So, Colossians chapter two, Paul is dealing with in Colossians with this like this church that he's never been to before, but he loves them enough to write him this letter. And he's, he's dealing with a heresy that had been taught in the church, that Jesus Christ really wasn't, wasn't God, wasn't who he claimed to be. But in verse number seven, he encourages them to this end. He says, actually, let me read verse six. He says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. So as you understand Christ, as you understand him as your personal savior, walk in that. He says in verse seven, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So, hey, find your solace, find your foundation in Jesus Christ. He's your number one priority. And so proper priorities will keep us rooted and grounded. They'll help us to be strong. Yeah. And when I think, um, I think about that, especially going back to like uh, the family bond. I think what what better way to do this than than to have uh, maybe a weekly worship time with just you and your kids, or I mean a nightly. I know some people do it every night. Um, just a worship time where you guys can spend time in God's Word. You can talk about life. You can talk about um, what the Bible says. And if they have any questions, that. If you set aside some time to do that, um, that is you setting aside other things. That's you being intentional with your mm-hmm. time. Um, so that's a great idea. Yeah. And I heard I heard Dave Tice say this one time. Some of you recognize that name, Dave Tice. He pastors out in Las Vegas, Nevada. But I heard him say one time, you know, I was never really good at doing what you just said, mm-hmm. at setting aside that time to, but, but if you know anything about the Tice family, um, they love the Lord. The kids all are serving the Lord in some way today. Um, just incredible leaders. Um, but I heard Dave Tice say about his, his family growing up that he was never great at family devotions. So he always forgot or they ran out of time. And this is how I am, honestly, forget, run out of time, whatever. He was never great at having that scheduled time. And so he focused on one of his priorities in his life was as they went through life, the daily mundane issues of life to point out lessons about God in life. Mm. And, and I would say, let's even strive for that, for just going through life and pointing out what God is doing in, you know, whatever situation, what God, how God is working in, you know, what, whatever it might be, and use those everyday mundane teaching opportunities, make that a priority, right. that we're going to intentionally use this. Stop and make time to have the conversation when the situation arises yeah, or yeah. when the question arises um that is also a good way to be intentional about you know focusing on those those relationships and making that a priority 
Yeah. So we got to wrap this up. Um, how do I change misplaced priorities? Like you've listened to this, maybe you've actually taken the time to pause and think about your priorities and you say, yeah, I do have some priorities in my life and my marriage that are, are messed up. I need to fix them. How do we fix those? I think, first of all, the first step is that we have to identify the priorities that are misplaced. Right. And that that is going to involve some self-reflection and That's never some fun. brutal honesty. <laughs> That's never fun. Also never fun, but just be prepared. Um, and I think that we need to ask those who are close to us. Yeah. Because sometimes it's it's when you're in the weeds, it's just like difficult to get an, a perspective perspective on it. And people outside of you can see what's happening or even your spouse will know how you're making them feel. Mm -hmm. They will know whether or not, you know, they feel like you're giving them attention um, or that you're giving your family attention. And I think understanding that this is this is a constant thing. It's not like one time I'm going to be able to fine tune this and I'm going to be good to go. Understanding that it's very easy for us to slip into misplaced priorities. Right. Especially when you're like. Uh, yes guy you yeah. know people say hey can you yeah sure hey can you yeah of course I can do that yeah and and I was thinking somebody told me once just because you can doesn't mean you should and especially because we keep going back to ministry but pertaining to ministry um, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do and I think it. that needs to be our attitude like I think our attitude needs to be yes we can get this done but maybe I can't do it Right. Maybe I can give that to somebody else to do. Sure. Maybe I can help you find a person that can accomplish this. So right. I think overall our attitude is yes. Yes. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. But I can't be the one to do it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so delegating yeah. and realizing a different conversation for a different day. that it doesn't all hinge on you. Right. You know, sometimes if you take on something... It, it, it's something that the Lord had called somebody else to do. Yeah. And has a, he has a job for someone else. Yeah. So I kind of feel like you're preaching to me right now. I'm preaching. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> okay. So identify misplaced priorities. Identify your internal motivations. Why is that thing so important to you? Why is that job? Why is that title? Why is that responsibility? Why is that hobby? Why is it so important to you? Why can't your family come before that? Why can't God come before that thing? Why is the time that you're giving to that and devoting to that so important for that one thing? And it might not be that you have to eliminate that completely from your life. It might just be that you have to reevaluate and re reorder your time. Right. And I think too, that sometimes, it, especially if it's like a hobby or, or even ministry, you don't have to back away completely. Uh, try to include your family. You know, try to make it a family thing. Yeah, yeah. Incorporate your kids into ministry. One of the things that we always tried to do in youth ministry was, as much as possible, bring our kids to an activity. So there right. were some that just we couldn't because we had too many teens and we couldn't keep track of our kids. Or the and kids teens. were too little at the time. Um, but we tried as much as possible to include our teens in ministry. Or excuse me, our, our kids, kids in, in ministry. ministry. So yeah, you don't have to necessarily give it up, but just try to rearrange things a little bit. Yeah. So I'd say the last few things, okay? Identify misplaced priorities. Identify your internal motivations. Um, pray for God to change your mind. This is a critical habit that we often skip. 
because we don't see the immediate results. And we live in a microwave culture where we want results immediately. And so praying to God seems like it's not really all that important. But this is critical because God can change our mind about our priorities. Right. It shouldn't be our last ditch effort to pray. It should be the first thing that we do. Yeah. Asking God for wisdom who giveth to all men liberally. Asking God, where should I step up and say yes? How should I spend my time? How should our schedule work? What does it look like? What do my children need from me? Hey, how do I make my husband know that I love him and make him a priority? I'm even above my children. Yeah. And so all those questions are critical to this next step, which is begin to rearrange your schedule. Like, look at your schedule. Maybe even maybe you're a visual person like me and you want to sit down and draw your schedule out, you know, your your weekly schedule and then begin to rearrange your habits uh, of the week and how you spend your time. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Stop making excuses. Yeah. It's easy. Are to, you preaching to me again? I'm pr- no, I'm not. Because you looked at me when you said that. Like, because you're the I'm only just other person, and you're pointing at you're me the, right now. Okay, you're and legit you're the only up out of your chair and like leaning over this desk his finger that's in, in my us. face. You're the only other person in this room. What am I going to talk to the ceiling? Stop making excuses. I do this. You know, I'm just tired. I need some me time. Hey, that's an excuse. Stop making excuses. Yeah, and. Uh, were you done? No, oh, but that's ahead. okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. I think along with that, the final thing is this. Just change. Just change. Like we have to decide. Nobody else can change us. I can't change your schedule. I can't change Danielle's schedule. She has to, you know, decide that she's going to change. I have to decide that I'm going to change. She's not going to be able to change my schedule. But we have to decide to prioritize our life correctly. Because right. if we don't, it can ruin our marriage it can be a marriage killer we need to be intentional we need to be proactive so if we're going to change maybe try dropping an activity that's in place of your misplaced priorities how do we put this into practice plan a date night we say it all the time because it's so important make time for your spouse and you know what if it's not a date night put your kids to bed And then make dinner together and have a late dinner together and sit and spend time with one another. We need to do that again. We haven't done that in a long time. We haven't done that in a long time. time. And that is so fun. It is fun. Here's the last thing I have here. Plan a family activity without cell phones. Because we can be on a date and be on our phones and still not be spending time with our spouse. I am so guilty of this. Oh, I'm preaching to myself. We can be on a family vacation or on a road trip in the car. And instead of talking and singing and looking out the window or playing a game, we are all on our screens. We can be in the same room and not be together. And in today's day and age, I think that that is a critical step that we sometimes miss. You have to, if you're going to make the time, be present, be together. Yeah, that's important. You don't, you don't make that sound like. No, no, no. I listen. That is, I'm serious. (laughs) I'm very serious. That is very important. He's just thinking about how to wrap up this podcast. Because we are, we are a generation that is now glued to our phones 24 seven. So honestly, our calendars are on there and our, you know, we communicate with people. It's not always just that we're on social media. Right. We're just busy communicating with people who aren't in the same room with us yeah and we need to be be intentional about putting those phones no down. that's great so oh, that's great pri- 
just telling let's, you. Every time I make a point, you're like, yeah, that's good. Let's move on. <laughs> let's prioritize our lives intentionally. Are you being intentional? And correctly. I'm being intentional about wrapping up this podcast and prioritizing our time. Um, So anyways, hey, thank you guys so much for listening (laughs) this week. I'm done. I don't know if she's done, but I'm going to leave. She can keep talking. She always wraps up at the very end. And I'm like, wait a minute. All right. Are you done? I really am done. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for listening. Connect with us over at the He Said, She Said podcast on Facebook. Um, Also, go to iTunes or whatever they call it nowadays, Apple Podcasts, I guess. And um, give us a rating and a review. And, and and just give us five stars. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right. All right oh, yeah, and so tell m- us your vacation spot. Don't yeah, forget that. Yeah, make sure you get over to Facebook. We're trying to get some know. ideas we'll for our anniversary. Ideas. Oh, that's one thing I didn't get to say. All right. See you next time. Yeah, he's Are just going to cut me off. <laughs> I'm just saying we should celebrate the big things in our life. Yes. As remembrances. and birthdays. and Special times together. All right, you guys have a great week. We will talk about that (laughs) next week. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.